0: your life's not over it's time to reach up like never before reach for all that God has for you stretch forward your faith you can do the impossible if you'll dare to believe God today is your day for spiritual breakthrough revelation reformation reclamation if God be for you who can stand against you A 1,000 may fall at your left and 10,000 at your right, but it will not come nigh your dwelling. It's time, body of Christ, to stand firm on the word of God and believe the impossible. Today is your day for salvation. Tomorrow's over. Your past is behind you, but your future is shining bright ahead of you. Lift up your eyes. Today is your day, and if you'll dare to believe me, I'm going to astound you. I'm going to make all your critics' tongues fall out of their mouth. Their eyes are not going to believe what they're about to behold, because I am taking you from the ash heap, from the dung hills of this life, and I am setting you among princes. I'm raising you up to reach a generation for me. Forget yesterday. you got to forget about your past. It's over. Don't let the enemy remind you of your yesterday. Anytime. God's not speaking to you about your yesterday. He's speaking to you about your tomorrow. Anything is possible.
1: And I want to talk about uh, the time of the end. See, the time of the end, America's prophetic destiny, and how close are we? The time of the end, America's prophetic destiny, and how close are we? Pretty serious stuff. And let me just start with this. Nowhere in Scripture, in in your Bible, in this Bible, you have a Bible regardless of the translation how old or how new it is. There's nowhere in the Bible that you find America or the United States of America mentioned in your Bible. It's just not there. So when I say America's prophetic destiny, I want to put this disclaimer out for all of our uh, pastors and ministers and uh, Bible prophecy majors, which I don't profess to be, but the Lord put this in my spirit To talk about, I want to set this disclaimer at the very beginning that I'm not talking about uh, America's prophetic destiny as it pertains to Bible prophecy and finding or trying to put America, the United States of America, in a Bible prophecy or the words of Scripture, because I'm not going to do that. And I think anyone that does, does a disservice uh, to the text and to The true study of the end times. However, when I'm talking about prophetic destiny, I'm talking about uh, America uh, as a nation having a prophetic destiny, even though it's not outlined in Bible prophecy, that America, just like every nation, has a prophetic destiny. God doesn't just do anything to do it. Uh, And everything that rises and falls happens because God allows it to. It's part of his plan, his will, and his purpose. Now, not everything that happens on the earth is is God's will. If that was true, then we wouldn't have any terrible things happening. However, uh, because the earth is under the dominion of mankind, and we know that man's sin gave that dominion away to Satan. Christ came to purchase it back. However, the earth as a a planet is under a curse. That's why we're redeeming the time. That's why we're preaching the gospel. However, with that in mind, there is a prophetic destiny uh, surrounding the United States of America. And uh, even though we don't see that in Scripture, it's connected, I believe, to uh, every nation. And there are nations that have specific prophetic destinies. But I'm going to look at our history uh, and talk about just for a moment what I believe our prophetic destiny is and why you don't read about America in the pages of this book of the Bible and why you don't see America mentioned in end time Bible prophecy. So let's, let's jump into it. Uh, there is a story and I thought this was neat. I wanted to share it with you about, uh, a great composer, musical composer, and, uh, Johann Sebastian Bach. I'm sure many of you have heard his name and recognize that name. And he was known to enjoy his sleep. He liked to sleep in. But his kids, they had a way of waking him up. And what they would do is they would go to the family's harpsichord. This is before the piano uh, was invented. This is a precursor to the piano. And they would play a composition, typically one of his. They would go all the way through and get to the end and they would leave out the last note or the final chord. And as soon as this great composer, as soon as Bach heard that, he would throw the covers off, rise out of bed, make his way down to the harpsichord. And he would finish the composition and because he couldn't stand to leave anything unfinished. And it's true that. Uh, when you read the book of Revelation, that God is playing the final chord there, that he's He's putting the finishing touches on this dispensation of time, this epoch, and on humanity, on the age of the church, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, when you begin to read the book of Revelation, Daniel, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, and other prophets that talk about the time of the end, there are some things concerning the United States of America and modern nations that that aren't clear and that are seemingly left undone. And so even though America is not found in end-time events as it re- pertains to Bible prophecy, um, that would seem strange because right now <clears throat> America— <coughs> excuse me america is the superpower of the world still the greatest nation on earth the most powerful dynamic most wealthy nation on earth at this moment however those things can change they can change pretty rapidly we see that throughout the course of history the nations that once were are no longer and uh, and so just remember that as you look back through human history, you see that there were once great nations that are no longer, and some of them were only great for a short period of time. And we are right in that average time uh, of nations being great and being on top, if you will. And so when you look at Bible prophecy and you look at the times of the end, you, you don't find America, but you do see some nations mentioned. You see Israel, you see Libya, You see Iran, you see uh, Gog and Magog, uh, which is, and, and Rosh, which is identified as Russia, even China or Asia is mentioned there, but not anything that clearly identifies the U.S. So, why is that? What is America's prophetic destiny? Again, I'm not trying to place America in the pages of your Bible. But I'm trying to shake you and wake you up and let you know how close we are, according to Bible prophecy, to end time events completely wrapping up the catching away of the church and then the tribulation beginning. And so stick with me for just a moment because we're going to jump into this. Let me ask this. How could a nation the size of America with the stature and the power and the, the, the prominence Financially, militarily, et cetera, et cetera. How could that nation uh, not be mentioned when it comes to end-time Bible prophecy? Well, before I talk about a couple ideas, I want to look at a few verses of Scripture. Numbers 24 and verse 9, the, uh, the nation is like a mighty lion. When it's sleeping, no one dares wake it. Whoever blesses Israel, speaking about Israel here, whoever blesses Israel will be blessed. And whoever curses Israel will be cursed. Then Genesis 49 and 9, Judah is like a lion, killing his victim and returning to his den, stretching out and laying down. No one dares disturb him. And then finally in Genesis 12, 3, I'll bless those who bless you, but I will curse those who curse you. And through you will all the nations of the earth be blessed. Look, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or someone that is adept in Bible prophecy to see that things are wrapping up very quickly. Very, very quickly. Things are happening very quickly. And I I just want to tell you, I don't have time to go through it tonight. But when you read Bible prophecy, it is clear to me that the event that drops the world into chaos— is the catching away of the church, that when the church is taken, the Holy Spirit is taken, which means the peace of God is removed and and uh, the world goes into chaos because all of these millions of people that were on the earth are no longer here. Economies collapse, crash. People don't have peace. I mean, think about it. Even the worst sinner, someone that's a murderer, a rapist, whoever it is, every morning when they wake up, There is a peace from God that they don't even realize they have. And I can tell you just from traveling outside the United States, if you go to other nations, you see what it means to truly be a Christian nation. When you enter some of these other nations that have historically been pagan nations, you you sense that there is uh, less of a peace of God in that nation and with those people than we have. And, and it's a different atmosphere. It's a different thing. That's going to be intensified and ratcheted up a thousand times over when the church is removed. And so, uh, are we in the time of the end? The answer is yes. Why do you keep talking about this, Pastor? And why do you keep playing the same worship video at the beginning of your live streams? Well, because, first of all, the Lord told me to. And secondly, I want you to understand that we are not in the time of the Antichrist. We're in the time of the body of Christ. However, in these, in these days, perilous times will come. And it will be the best of times. And the worst of times simultaneously, that there are people in the world, there are nations before Christ returns that will experience the worst of times, the worst times in modern history, maybe throughout their history that they've ever seen. But at the same time, there will be peoples that will be experiencing the best of times. See, because God always saves the best for last. Remember Jesus's first miracle at Canaan. He did the first miracle and he turned water into wine and the wine was the best. Usually people give the best first. And then when everybody gets half slammed, they bring out the the cheap stuff. But the master of ceremonies said, wow, this is incredible. You saved the best for last. It's a principle that Christ was showing us. I always save the best for last. That's why it says in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. It'll come on your servants, your handmaidens, all of them. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, dreams and vision, the language of the supernatural will begin to be in effect, and you're going to see an in, an intensity increase if you will, an increase of intensity in dreams and visions and in supernatural outpourings and manifestations of God's presence during this time. And it's, it's going to increase in speed and intensity until the moment that the church is taken away and removed off the earth. So while you don't see America in final Bible prophecy, America does have a prophetic destiny, I believe. I believe. And I believe that America's prophetic destiny Is twofold. I believe, number one, because if you go to the founding of our nation, you find that people that started this nation were people that wanted a place where they were free from the tyranny of the king and they were free from the tyranny of the pope. They didn't want a pope to rule the church. They didn't want a state-governed church, and they didn't want a dictator telling them how they could live their lives. They wanted absolute freedom. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's the basis, the founding of our nation. That's the founding of this great nation. So I believe that America's prophetic destiny is twofold. First and foremost, that there would be a nation that would have the freedom to worship the Lord freely to receive blessing outpouring that comes from revelation, from the manifestation of God's presence, and then send missionaries to preach around the world. So number one, I believe that the reason that America is America and it was founded is so that there would be freedom to worship the Lord and to send missionaries around the world. I believe that's part of America's prophetic destiny. Number two, I believe that America's prophetic destiny or, or a part of America's prophetic destiny, destiny has been to protect and stand up for Israel, if America wasn't the superpower that it was, things would be much different uh, regarding World War II and Hitler. He would be ruling the world right now. Israel would not be a nation because it was the partnering of America along with Britain and others that allowed Israel to become a state, a nation in 1948. That had to happen for for by bi- end-time Bible prophecy to tick up to the next level of speed. Have you ever been uh on on your way to do something or you're getting ready to go somewhere and you've got something you've got to do? You gotta to go to work, you have to get the kids to school, whatever it is. And the closer you come to the time. That you have to get in the car and leave or that the meeting starts or your job starts or whatever it is, the quicker you have to start moving to get more things done because time is wrapping up and you've got, you know, this much stuff to do and you've only got this much time. You've got a bunch of tasks, but you've only got a short time to get them all done and things speed up for you and you start moving at a faster pace. Whether you feel like it, whether it's convenient for you or not, that the same is true concerning the events of the end, that as we get closer and closer, to the moment where Christ comes for His church, things are going to speed up. Because listen to me, the church is not going out in a diminished state. The church is going out uh, at a zenith of revival, and it's it's Holy Ghost revival. And, and you know, people ask me. I, I was sitting with with some wonderful people meeting with them Sunday, and they said, Pastor, w- you know, we love you. You're just so different than anybody that's come to our region, and and you you won't compromise on the truths of God's word concerning uh, living free from sin, concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit, concerning prophecy, concerning the power of the word of God, concerning uh, seed, time, and harvest. These things, you you, you just keep preaching the same thing. And and some people get upset about that, uh, but we love it. And and we we thought when you first came, we thought that those things were of the devil because that's what we were taught. That tongues and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, that those were things of the devil. It wasn't of God, but you have kept preaching that and we've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and our life has been changed. Thank you for staying the course. And the reason that I've stayed and kept preaching and and kept ministering to people, even sometimes when when folks didn't like it around the nation preaching is because when, when people are asleep, you first, you start with, you, you talk to them, Hey, wake up. You know, when my kids are asleep, I'll, I'll, call their name and I'll say, wake up. It's time to get up. We got to go. It's school time, church time, whatever. We got to go. And a lot of times they'll lay there and they're still asleep. And I might raise my voice a little bit. Okay, guys, come on. We've got to get up. It's time. And then the closer that we get to the moment, they have to get up to start getting ready. What do you do? You go into the room where your loved one is and you do what? You shake them. And you shake them awake because they're sleepy and they're tired and they want to stay asleep and the light isn't bothering them, and your voice isn't waking them up. They're just out, dead to the world, and you shake them and you wake them up. And I believe that God is raising up men and women in this hour. They're going to preach with clarity, and they're going to shake people and wake them up out of their slumber. And I believe that there are going to be events take place in this nation and the nations of the world. It's already happening, but it's gonna, you haven't seen anything yet. It's going to intensify. That there's going to be an intensity of birth pains. There's going to be an intensity of everything that can be shaken being shaken. And that's why it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. That as things are shaken in the world. The kingdom of God, the glorious kingdom of God cannot be shaken. And we're on a trajectory that is straight up like a rocket reaching our zenith at the moment that Christ returns for his church. So. I'll bless nations that bless you and I'll curse nations that curse you. So the blessing of any nation is attached to its blessing Israel and the people of God, the people of God, not not just the Jewish state of Israel, but the people of God. Yeah, the the righteous, the remnant. The people that have been grafted in to the nation of Israel through the blood of Jesus Christ that that reside in this nation. You look at any nation, and the moment they start cutting down on the freedoms that are given to Christians— and Jewish people to worship, and the moment they start, you know, political correctness and banning certain speech and and imposing certain things, you look at the GDP and and the safety and and all those things, the education rates, everything begins to come down in those nations, and crime goes up, terror attacks go up, these things begin to go up. So don't be surprised. And I'm I'm not telling you anything that that I, I'm believing is a word from the Lord, but in my spirit. I don't believe this is a word from the Lord, but I just want to tell you, and I've shared this uh, with our church, and I've shared it with people privately, other ministers and people of God. I believe that soon you're going to see some things begin to happen in the United States. Don't be shocked if you see things, if you see a, a, a terrorist attack on this soil sooner than we would like. We never want one, but don't be surprised if you see something like that. These things are going to come, and they're going to shake America, earthquakes, They're going to shake America. That's why we're starting with there's a storm out over the ocean and it's moving your way. And the people in the world, it's shaking everything around them. It's dangerous to them. But the people that are in the kingdom of God, the storm brings the rain. The rain causes things to grow, causes abundance to begin to spring up. Hallelujah. If you're watching this, whether live or in an archive, I tell you, you're a part of God's elite group of people. You're a part of God's people that he's pouring out his spirit upon, that he's pouring out his financial favor and blessing upon, that he has preserved and saved for this final moment in time. He always saves the best for last. You could have been born at any time, but he sent you into the earth right now. And God has a special plan and a special purpose for you. So America's prophetic destiny is twofold. Yes, we're in the time of the end, and here's the prophetic destiny of America. To raise up, to have religious freedom that raises up men and women of God, send them around the world to preach the gospel. And number two, to protect and to bless the nation of Israel. You're going to see things happen. These are two things that I believe are going to happen in America, and I believe that you're going to see them with our current uh, leadership. I believe that our leadership is going to be, they're already starting, but even more so turn its back on Israel. And as we're praying that it doesn't, we're praying for the blessing and the peace of Israel. And we're praying for our leadership that they don't make that decision. But as our leadership makes that decision, if they do the covering and the blessing of God that is on this nation to a degree, because remember the church is still here, will be lifted and it will open up America to a different type of spiritual warfare than we've seen in previous times. So what happens to America in the end times? Well, I believe that there's there's three possibilities. Uh, but obviously America is no longer a superpower. And I want to talk about just one of those, uh, maybe two, but, but well, we'll put two together. I, I believe that the reason America is not mentioned in final Bible prophecy is because most likely America declines as a world power. And we've already seen that begin to happen. Uh, we, we've seen that happen with many nations throughout history, uh, and I believe uh, well, Isaiah says it like this in Isaiah 40:15. All the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They're here today and they're gone tomorrow. And, and so uh, America declines as a superpower because it begins to turn its back on Israel and, and it begins to go down as a superpower. If America turns its back on Israel, China is right there poised to overtake America. Now, and also, I believe there's a possibility, or as part of that, maybe type A or part A and part B, that America, because of a great spiritual awakening... Um, And because America is really at the forefront of sending people around the world, that the harvest of souls are coming in and we reach the moment of the rapture. Because remember, the sign or the thing that causes the rapture to take place is when the gospel is preached to the ends of the earth. When the gospel is preached to every man, woman, boy, girl on the face of the earth, and everyone has an opportunity to hear the gospel, then Jesus said the end will come. And so I believe the reason America is not mentioned there is because the rapture of the church takes place as as America has already begun to decline as a world superpower, and it's on bended knees to another nation. Now, this is where people that are great patriots, and I'm thankful for our nation, I, I love this nation, I love our history, Uh, I I'm American to the core. We have an American flag in our yard. I love it. I'm all about that. I have family members going back to the American revolution that have served in the military. And I'm thankful for all of our men and women that have served and are serving. But listen to me, if you're listening and you're born again, you're not a part of the system of this world. You belong to a Heavenly city, a heavenly nation. You're a part of a celestial city, a kingdom. You're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen nation. You've been selected by God and you're not a part of the things here. Yes, we, we do our duty. We serve. We thank God for as many blessings upon this nation. But remember, you're, you're not of this world anymore. You're simply in it, but you're not of it. So what do we do? Well, First, we're in the time of the end. We've talked about the, uh, the prophetic destiny of America as I believe it. I'm not giving you Bible for that. There is no Bible, but it's just, it's my personal belief. And then third, how close are we? How close are we? How close are we to the coming of the Lord? Well, all these things that are happening, they're not the end, but they're the beginning of the end. And the beginning of the end started in 1948 when Israel became a nation. The, that had to happen. And people around the world had to be able to see, uh, you know, uh, technology had to increase to the place that each person around the world could see one, one person, one man at the same time doing the same thing. We have that now through technology and 5G and all that stuff is speeding it up, getting us even closer. So those two things have happened. And, and when Israel became a nation that began to began to speed up things that happen. We entered into the beginning of the end. Now we've seen an increase in 2020 with the stuff that's happening. You're going to see another increase very soon. You're going to see things begin to happen very soon. It's going to speed up everything. Stuff that you thought would be 20, 30 years in the future before it could happen. No, you're going to see it begin to speed up very quickly. So even though it's not the end and it's the beginning of the end, we're still very close to the end. How close are we? One breath away, one heartbeat away, one more soul saved, one more nation reached, one more people group that hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're that close to the coming of the Lord. And I want to make sure that everyone that's watching, I I sent out a text today. I I was working and, uh, you know, I have several projects I'm working on right now. And I took time in the early hours of the morning to send out a text to various people groups, family, friends, other ministers and people of God. And the text went something like this. Hey, everyone, I love you. These were just groups of people I was group texting. I love you. I want to let you know that Jesus is soon to return for his church, and you don't want to miss that. No matter what, don't miss the rapture of the church. This is what I'm texting people. Don't miss the rapture of the church. Because when the tribulation starts, it will be literal hell on earth. There'll be no Holy Spirit. There'll be no way to survive without taking the mark of the beast. It'll be absolute world domination. It it will be fear and destruction and domination and pestilence and starvation and horror, horrors, unlike horrors, like a horror movie, horrors like unlike the world has ever seen. And I want to extend that to you tonight, those of you that are watching. Many of you I know, some of you I don't. Some will watch later on in an archive. I want to extend that to you, that that admonition. Don't miss the rapture of the church. Jesus is soon to return. If there is anything in your heart, anything in your life that is not pleasing to God, don't believe, don't believe all the greasy grace preachers, that are saying you can live any way, a compromised lifestyle, and and, and God doesn't care. You're under grace. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You have to get rid of sin before sin gets rid of you. You have to repent from your sin. Turn from it. Even Christians that are watching me. If there's anything in your life that's not pleasing unto the Lord, any sin, confess it. Repent from it. Repent of it. Turn from it. Move away from it. I don't care if it's embarrassing and you've got to get an accountability partner and talk with them. Even if it's a family member, someone you would never want to talk to, talk to them, talk to them and tell them, hey, I've been struggling in this area. Pray with me. I I, I want to turn from this. I'm not this person. I'm not going to be like that. I'm moving beyond that in Jesus mighty name. Whatever it is, whatever you have to do to be free from anything that stands between you and a holy God, do it. Repent of your sin. Turn to Jesus. Make him the Lord of your life. Begin to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have that, it's evidenced by speaking in other tongues. You need it. It's the power to be a witness, and it's the power to live free from sin. Read your Bible every single day. Pray every single day. Find a Bible-believing, Spirit-filled church and be in it every time the doors are open. If you have to get a different job so that you can be there when the doors are open, get a different job. Whatever it takes, be in the house of the Lord, a place that you can trust. It might not be the place with the flashiest everything, may not be the biggest spot in town, but a pastor that will not compromise the word of God, that will not back up on the Holy Spirit, and that will love you, that will challenge you, and that will preach to you every single time the doors are open. That that that's the plan for success. And raise your children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Just like, just like your parents more than likely raised you. All those things that society has said has gone out of, of uh vogue. Bring them back. Discipline. Bring it back. Raise your family. Make sure everybody's ready. I wanna I wanna pray with you very quickly. If you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe you have, but there's something right now in between you and a holy God, pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you. I ask your forgiveness. I confess my sin before you. Wash me, cleanse me, change me, deliver me, fill me with your spirit, and use me for your glory. Let me never be the same again. Today, I turn my back on sin and I turn to you. I'll live for you all the rest of my life. I'm not the same that I used to be, but I'm different from this moment forward. I believe that you are the one true and living God, that you came, you died on a cross for me, that you were buried, rose in three days, and you're coming back for me again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, follow those instructions. Send me a, a message if you don't know where there's a good church. I'll help connect you to a pastor somewhere. If you're close to the Middle Ohio Valley, come be a part of our church. It's great. We're seeing awesome things happen every single service. And now I want to I want to challenge those of you that are watching. Maybe you just said that prayer for the first time. Maybe you just rededicated your, li- your life to the Lord. Or maybe... You're watching and you would say, Pastor, thank God I didn't need to say that prayer. I want to challenge you this week before this week is over to be in prayer and to call some of your friends, your family, even people that aren't serving the Lord, even people that are, and ask them very pointedly, even if you have to go see them. Are you ready to meet Jesus? If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? Jesus is coming back very soon. And I love you. And I I want you to know there's only one way to heaven. And it's through Jesus Christ. It's through the blood of the Lamb. Make him the Lord of your life today. He'll change your life. You need to have that conversation with every single family member. You need to have that conversation with every friend Everyone that you can, you need to talk to about that, even if it's uncomfortable for you. Even if you think it'll cost you social equity or whatever. Maybe you won't be as popular. Have that conversation with people. Talk with them, because Christ is returning soon for His church, and we don't want anyone to be left behind. All right? Hey, listen, I love you. Join me every Wednesday, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the foreseeable future at 9 pm. Thank you
0: for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give a rating to learn more about our ministry Go to bradfordministries.net.